0: Hey guys, welcome to the Lanes Podcast. On today's episode, we'll be doing a wrap up of the first and second round of the playoffs. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Lanes Podcast. So, on today's episode, before we get into it, we actually had a technical difficulty. We actually recorded this episode six days ago on the seventh of September. But our cord to connect our microphones broke. So we couldn't put it up, unfortunately. But what we're gonna do is gonna replay it. The good thing about it is the second round of the East has finished up and the second round of the West one of the series is finished and the second one will be probably, I think, finished soon, but we'll get back into that in further detail. But without further ado. Let's get introduced. Locke, brother, how you doing, man? What's going on? Yeah, good, mate.
1: Back again at it.
0: Yeah, back again at it. I mean, we'll, six days ago, man. mean, we are in it. Strong. I thought it was one of our better podcast, but that's life. Is what it is. its got to roll through the punches. But, you know, let's just get straight into it. I think, you know, we're pretty good at this one. So let's get into our playoffs. So the first conference roundup, sorry, the first round of the Eastern Conference, that 1v8 seed, the Bucks versus the Magic. It was the Bucks coming up victorious 4-1. to one. Magic Sneak that first game, though. What do you think about that series?
1: I think uh, it just proved to everyone that the Bucks were n- not unbeatable. Absolutely. Uh, and I think especially a team like Orlando, who really doesn't have any standouts. They, they yeah, they just, played by committee. They played by committee. And then, yeah, they, they played really well, and they stole the first game, which probably shocked a lot of people. Yeah, it would Again, have. Eight, it shocked 8-1 you know, eight eight seed. So it just, you know, it's... Not surprising because we'll talk about the Bucks more in depth later, but yeah, we will. It's just they just didn't. Uh, they just showed everyone that their their weaknesses really. So and then yeah, they, they stole the first game, and I think from even from the first game to the last game, you know, the fifth game, they really didn't assert their dominance at all.
0: No, and you would think that as a one seed, you would be able to, you know, really put this hammer, or the sword, sorry, you could say to the to the eight seed to to the opponent, because the Bucks didn't really have a, any matchup that. Proposed a threat, I thought, to Milwaukee. They they did have some pretty good defenders. If they had Jonathan Isaac, I thought that would have been a good matchup against Giannis because he's has been a very good defender this year and maybe could have been snubbed for a defensive team nomination. But, yeah, I didn't think that the Bucks were going to lose the game I thought they were going to sweep it and quite convincingly, but they obviously didn't is what we saw. And I think it just showed what Lucky said. They were definitely beatable. And... You know, they, they have been beaten now, we can say that finally. But yeah, no, I thought that series was one of the more blander series I No one really the... stood out. No, I didn't think but I didn't think, I didn't think it was that good of a series. I did not watch I don't think a highlight of that of that series.
1: I think the only highlight I watched was James um, Ennis and Marvin William get into it.
0: Yeah, I mean there was nothing. I didn't even know that to be honest with you. I didn't think it was <clears throat> sorry. I didn't think it was that good of a series and yeah, I really didn't didn't watch a lot of it. But with saying that, Milwaukee did take care of business, which I was supposed to do. They won in five games. So after they'd lost, they went four straight. So kind of a sweep. But in saying that, good to see Orlando, eight seed, knock off the one seed. But yeah, no, that was a series that was kind of a bit boring, I thought. But yeah, no, we'll we'll, we'll definitely talk about the Bucks a bit more. But we're going to move into the two-seven seed from the east, which was the Brooklyn Nets as the seventh seed, going up against the second seed, the Boston Celtics. Now that was a sweep, but I didn't think that was a sweep of boring or dramatic proportions. I thought that was a pretty tough series. What about what about you and that series? Did you like about Brooklyn? Because I knew you liked Brooklyn a bit.
1: I mean, Brooklyn just fought, you know, with Karis LeVert playing, and he definitely yeah. stood out for them. You know, they, they they had a lot of different players, like Timothy Luawu cabaro He is another player who had a, a couple good games, and it was just interesting because they had a couple odd pieces here and there, and obviously a couple waiver wire players and. It was interesting yeah, they to see did. the combination because you know the chemistry wasn't there. Joe Harris was still there, and they weren't star studded like they should be. We all know that next season's the season they're going to be aiming and pushing for a championship. Yes. But, uh, so there's, I think it's just they they fought hard, and I think it like you said, it it wasn't as easy as the Magic four v one. Sorry. One v eight. One v eight. One v eight seed. Sorry. I think the the Nets. They did, even though it was a sweep, I think they still fought hard and was a little bit more competitive on both ends, you know, on yeah, the offensive and defensive. It was, it was the, much more of a series. They had a couple dogs out there that, you know, players that are trying to fight for a roster spot.
0: Yeah, like... Let alone not yeah, just playing absolutely. for the
1: playoffs. Because, you know, these some of these players, like Luaru Kabaro, he, he joined the team in the bubble.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Lu- Luaru Kabaro, Timothy, he joined it before the bubble, but I know Tyler Johnson joined it in the bubble or and before Jamal the bubble Crawford, started. And Jamal Crawford. And Jamal Crawford. Play who, yeah, I thought Crawford should have been signed in the off season, but that's, you know, that's just my opinion. That's here or there. I thought Do you keep him signed. around? I would. I would definitely keep him around in Brooklyn. I think he's a proven player, and he's got experience, right? So experience you cannot underestimate. I mean, we're seeing that with Dollar in Miami now. He's giving that team experience and, and leadership, which is invaluable. But, yeah, I would keep him around definitely. Even if he's a backup, a third string, I would still keep him around because that man can give you buckets at any time, and he can go off. He's just a straight-out baller, shooter. One of the best handles in the NBA ever. So I would keep him around. But I think my two cents on that that series is Brooklyn will be a force next season with the additions of Kyrie and KD. Kyrie did play this season, but didn't play in the bubble due to personal reasons. And he was, he was injured. He did his shoulder again. But adding those two players and seeing if they can pull off a trade... As I think well that as they're...
1: their new head coach, Steve Nash.
0: Yes. Yes, it was a new coach, Steve Nash, who copped a bit of slack as the new hiring, but I thought it was a good hire. I think it's very reminiscent of the Golden State Warriors hiring Steve Kerr in the fact that he hasn't coached at all. He's been a personal advisor with KD at the Warriors, but I don't think that that's going to be a problem. I think he was such a smart player, had such high IQ basketball, that he'll be a great fit for not just the Nets, but I think for the whole NBA to see coaches... Coach, yeah. See well, I think at the end
1: of the day, when you get two of the biggest names that are, you've paid five hundred million dollars, two of combined,
0: the top top fifteen, I'll say top fifteen,
1: top fifteen, and two of the, I mean you're paying them five hundred million
0: combined, combined
1: yeah. to stay at your club, to arguably sign off on a coach that's never coached before. That's how much respect they have for yeah, Steve. Well,
0: absolutely. And Kyrie, not Kyrie, sorry, KD had a lot of time at Golden State spent with Steve Nash, and he kind of fixed his shot and. They used to work out a lot with with each other. Even when Steve Nash was playing a bit, he still helped him out. So I like I like that rapport because KD now has a coach that he really likes and will really want to play for in motor. And I think Kyrie will follow in that in that in the footsteps of that. And if your leaders are clicking and ticking along and trusting the process as they say, I think it will be invaluable to that team. And hopefully for me, they can keep Joe Harris, because he is a free agent and I think he'd be a great Three man or two man with Kyrie KD to space that floor and just be a spot up shooter. I do think that maybe they're going to look for a trade. I don't know who they can trade away, but I'm looking. I'm thinking they're looking at Bradley Beal as a trade asset, which would be it'd be one of the only few teams in the NBA that would have three All Stars on a team, and I'd like to see it because if they have him, I, I think... Mean,
1: Bradley Beal really showed his worth this year. Yeah, he should have
0: been an all-star this year. And it was pretty pretty shocking, I thought, that he wasn't. So, yeah, I think well, he would be a perfect perfect piece for them. He'd be a spot-up shooter. He'd be a great asset for them. And it'd be interesting to see what they do in free agency. But it was a good series. I, I liked it. Celtics did prove that they were just a bit too classy, had a bit too much Raptors firepower. He said, he Raptors, sorry. Yeah, Raptors, sorry. Sorry, yeah, the Raptors. My bad, I got confused there. Yeah, they just had a bit too much class for them. But it was it was a really good series to watch. And, you know, I, I I have a lot of high high praise for the Nets and especially the Raptors too because they they played really good in that series. And, you know, it showed that they have another emerging star in Fred Van Vliet coming out. Hopefully they can keep him in free agency, but he will be a hot piece in free agency. I definitely believe that. But it was a sweep. We'll move on to the 3v6 seed, which is probably the most... I thought disappointing series out of all series. Uh, what did you think about that series before I give my two cents in that line?
1: I think I mean you you, you summed it up perfectly. It's disappoint it's just they when they signed Horford they sort of made waves and everyone was like this could be a good move. Yes. They're starting 5 you know playing Horford at the 4 cuz he was always been an undersized center and you know playing him at the 4 and they paid him a lot of money and he's only yeah, going to age money. badly.
0: Yeah, well, as we said in the previous podcast, which we couldn't air, they paid him four years. I think a hundred and was a hundred and seven or a hundred and eight million. Something. Ridiculous. So that's a max deal, and now he's still got three years remaining on that. At thirty-two, he's not going to age well. His athleticism is going to decline. He's got a good, a good, solid brain of basketball. He reads the game well. Got a high IQ. But yeah, I don't think that's going to be a great, a great. Uh, contract I think that's a top five contract of one of the the worst contracts in the NBA and they also have another top five contract which is one of the worst in the NBA in Tobias Harris he did a big it was a big acquisition last year when they traded him now it's looking like it was a pretty average trade because even though they gave Jimmy the max they offered him the max they still gave Tobias the max and you know, looking at their your, your priorities were probably pretty wrong there. I would have been doing a lot to keep Jimmy, but Twice Harris, that's gonna be a bad that's gonna be a bad contract that ages and I think he's got four more years. They have wrapped on
1: that? themselves up terribly here. They need a trade. They need to they've they've fired Brett Brown, which is probably a starting point. Yes, they have fired him. Unfortunately, you know, at the end of the day it comes back to the coaches. Yeah, at the end of the day it's, it's always they say they
0: always say it's the coaches' problem which it very well could be in Philadelphia. We don't know what the situation is there, but it's, it's tough to say. I a mean, When coaches... you're
1: paying Ben Simmons, you know, his, his, max rookie, his max contract kicks in next year. I think he kicked in this year. Or just at the end of the Because he's
0: 2016 and he had that year off because of his foot fracture. Yeah, so I think so. it be oh, so so the year.
1: Start of next season because he signed it. Because D'Lo was season.
0: second in that. No, no, Brendan was second. So no, it's about to kick in this season. Yeah, so it's about this to kick up in. This upcoming season.
1: But the reason, I mean, when you talk about it, you've got... Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. You've also got Horford. Horford. These guys are sitting on ridiculous money. Josh Richardson isn't cheap either.
0: He's on ten mil, which, in the grand scheme of things, looks cheap. But he's looks not cheap,
1: cheap. But you know they need a trade, and we. But do I don't mind. T- I don't mind Josh Richardson. on That he's, team. A, he's a good player, and you, you want to keep him. But I think Tobias. It's we all talk about that with the wrong move to do a sign and trade with the Miami Heat. Spice and then,
0: was a, a sign in trade? Was, sorry, a, it uh, was a trade with the Clippers. You're getting yeah, mistaken for Jimmy. No, no, I was, I was signing. With trade. Josh I'm Richardson, about, yeah, I know I, you're talking I'm about. I'm trying
1: to talk about the Miami one. So, then that was that was a, a weird and wacky situation there. And why?
0: Well, Jimmy was going to walk, so I think they got something for him.
1: So at least they got something for him. I think I think if he <laughs> there's he released a little bit of detail on JJ Reddick's podcast.
0: Man, that's one of the best podcasts going around. The JJ Reddick podcast. I think he's kind of switched. Actually, JJ Ray—he's got his own one. That's not with the Ringer. It's, I think, two two men and a and a basketball podcast. I think something like that. But yeah, that's that's really good going. So,
1: and I think Tobias over his career and all the teams he's played on, he's never proven himself to be a winner. Absolutely not. Yeah, he doesn't have that mindset, and he could be a marquee player on a team. He's get paid marquee money.
0: He's getting paid marquee money, but I don't think he's a marquee and he's, player. You
1: know, he on a, on a, on a crappy team he'd, he'd stand out but it, yeah, yeah, on, on these team, big out. teams when Ben Simmons wasn't playing and yes Joel and B went out and did what he did but he can't stay healthy Tobias is that next man up like Horford isn't a 20 point ga- per game scorer No, he's but not. you're paying, not it, was. You're paying uh, Tobias Harris to stay at your club a lot of money to go do a scorer's job and, then yeah, and I yeah. agree that he's versatile because he can play that three and the four but at the end of the day he they don't fit together. It didn't fit together, and then in the playoffs, it just showed he didn't perform well. No, he definitely didn't perform well. And it's it's
0: it's mind-boggling that they've done these trades and they've put themselves in such a hole where it's going to be hard to trade one of those contracts because they're going to be looking to get 50 cents on the dollar with that trade asset because Hoffman's going to age terribly. A team, What team's going to go after him? Because Boston saw it. They saw Horford's aging bad. He's off, he wants to get big money. They signed Ennis Kanter as his replacement, and then just elevated Daniel Tice, who's doing a great job for the Celtics right now. I think it's one of the worst decisions Philadelphia's done since oh, since drafting Jahlil Okafor. Yeah, definitely.
1: it's it's a bad it's a it's just, bad decision. Yeah, they're in a they're in a sticky situation. I think. I mean, we summed it up. We'll, we'll finish on this. I think. Disappointment.
0: Disappointment for them. Boston did the job.
1: Boston did their job. They came out, the Young Guns came out and they did their job. Jason yeah, and they proved and
0: They proved they're just too, much, too better.
1: Smart. smart. We'll, I will say, not having
0: Ben Simmons for them, who I think is their best player. A lot of people think Joel's their best player. I think Ben Simmons is their best player. So I shouldn't say their most important player. That would be tough to not play with him. Joel played great. He did that 30 points a game and I think 11 rebounds, was it? So he, he, he played his tail off, but... I mean, I think Philadelphia really needs to look at getting the broom and doing a clean out in that locker room. And they are after a new coach. So hopefully they can pick the right coach that suits the system of Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid because I think one of them needs to go. I think, I think, Joel it's, I
1: think it's now that you need to choose.
0: I think for me, I'd trade Joel because Ben Simmons can. I think Ben Simmons is a better asset. Because you can build around him, where Joel's back to the basket center, who's a bit of a dying breed, but the centers are coming back in the league. But I would, I would, I would definitely pick Simmons over Embiid. What about you?
1: I agree. I think I think a trade needs to happen. I think one of them needs to go. And at the end of the day, we've seen both of them play off the floor, and I think Philly play a better style when Ben Simmons is on the floor. Yeah, absolutely. They play quicker. You surround him with shooters; it's going to be a nightmare. And if he can. Somehow develop that shot that he's hiding from the league. Yeah. Then you know that's that's the scary potential with Ben.
0: Oh, if he if he shoots if he's able to unlock even a mid range, it's going to create a lot of drama for opposition teams.
1: Yeah. So yeah, de- definitely disappointing for the for the Sixers this year. So, but the Celtics did their job. They came in, got the four wins, and moved on. Before and... before we go on,
0: we're going to talk about coaches, but a quick prediction: who their coach will be.
1: I would like someone maybe like either Tyron Lue or yep. or Jason Kidd only because a similar situation with with Kidd was that he got put into a, he actually helped develop the first part with um, Giannis.
0: Yes, he did. He he did make Giannis into a a better player, not just a. So promising he was time. there
1: for his early development, and early years. So I think it's important. I think when you look at a coach like that, and I think he's got a lot. He's going to learn a lot and and be able to coach with LeBron James this year. So. Uh, Coach LeBron James, sorry. Coach LeBron James, yes. Coach AD. Definitely definitely those two.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about more coaches because it has been like a coaching carousel. A lot of the coaches have been fired. But we'll talk about the four and five seed in the East, which was the Miami Heat as the fifth seed versus the Pacers in the four seed. That was a great series to watch because I love watching Miami and I love that we get to talk about Miami because Miami just showed that they are the real deal and they can play ball. They play by committee. They play the right way. They play tough. They play fluent. And for me, if you're a basketball purist, you are liking and loving what the Miami Heat are doing right now. Pacers, disappointing, but I will say, having Oladipo in and out for the season would be killer because he was an all-star talent that was injured with his quad and couldn't get back to full health and wasn't mentally ready to come back, which is super tough.
1: I mean, you saw it. Like He he said he wasn't he wasn't 100% certain on playing in the bubble. So you know his mind wasn't with the team, and he was all over the shop. So I think Miami, like you said, the culture that Miami's done and, and the way they're built around Jimmy is excellent, and Jimmy's just slotted into this team perfectly. Ken, the player Kendrick Nunn all year... Absolutely, yeah. ...was a surprise to everybody just because he was an undrafted player. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, He'd been in the league, I think, one or two years prior... But he, did, never he, made he was in the G
0: League. I G believe. League,
1: yeah. So he was in the G League. Never really made noise down there until probably his last year, and yeah, then he it came some, out in preseason. Get
0: some legal legal issues that he had to deal with. Yeah,
1: and then so he was in and out of the G League, and then he came out and made waves this year. So that's really helped them. It but I think absolutely has, yeah. I think the the grit and grind of the Miami Heat, I love. You know, with the additions of man, they are so nice to watch. Jay and Iguodala.
0: That that is the biggest fleecing of a trade that I've heard that the bigger name was getting Iguadola, which don't get me wrong, Iguodala's a gun. But Jay Crowder is playing like... He's
1: playing f- like a... What's the, he's playing almost like a, a marquee role in that team. He is so yeah, no, I, I think he is. He is important, and he's probably playing the best... Uh, arguably, he's definitely playing the best basketball He's of his shooting career.
0: the ball at the best clip of his career. That's for sure. And
1: he's showing his importance. Mate, Heath for me. The last
0: Heath don't have Jay Crowder, which they didn't have a four. They'd be struggling.
1: The last time he was as important was when he was with the Boston Celtics. BC, yep. With I with uh it. It running the point. That's when I'd say he was back at his best because he was very important to that team because he Absolutely. played a little bit of stretch four as well. Yeah, that's so his role, stretch four. I think then we went to Cleveland and he had a couple of down years as well.
0: Not starting for him, I think, was a killer.
1: Yes, and you know, I mean, you put him on a team with someone that wants to win and a dog mentality. Me. Man, it is awesome, and it's, you're not wrong. They proved it, beat them four 0 and we'll talk about the more heat because they. Oh, sorry, we'll talk about the heat more because they're going to come up um, when we talk about the second round as well. But I think we'll talk quickly. Just, do you reckon there'll be any trades made here for the? We, we've already seen the again coaching carousel as we talk about. We, we've yeah, seen Nate the Merlin firing of that Do you think there'll be a trade coming up? Do I think maybe there'll a, be a, or trade? a depot in the trade rumors?
0: I don't think he'll get traded but there will be rumors of his name of course i hope they don't trade him because i want to see him get healthy back to all-star potential because Devonta sabonis did make all-star this year and i thought he played pretty good and he's a big who could stretch the floor and for me plays the right way unselfish you know very easy going in the way he plays it's nice and fluent to watch and he's got a bit of strength that is going unnoticed to a casual NBA fan because I don't know how many casual NBA fans would watch the Pacers because they're a small market franchise, but he's a really nice piece to watch. We'll talk about TJ Warren as an all-bubble to first team or all-bubble team. He made it. He was one of the best players in the bubble before the playoffs happened. He was really showing his worth. Got traded from the Suns season before for cash considerations. Heard Jalen Rose call him CC Warren, cash considerations Warren. He played really well. I thought that's a nice piece. But, yeah, I think there'll be, there'll be a bit of trade consideration. But I do like I do like the pieces Indiana have. I think they picked up a, a steal in Malcolm Brogdon, who's a great player who should, could be an all-star, I believe, in this league. So they have a lot of remnants to be a good team. It's just, how can they be a great team? So Agreed. I'm not too sure. So I, I'd be like interesting. to see him. Now yeah, again, I'll, I'll say th- no trades at the moment.
1: No trades, and I'll throw one more question at you before we move on.
0: On the hot seat here.
1: Yeah, you are. Anybody? Uh, we talked about you. Put throw me on the hot seat about coaches. Anyone you'd like to see in Indiana's position?
0: I'd like to see Billy Donovan there.
1: Nice, nice pick. Recently he's, released. He's recently released. Oh, but I, I, as a Thunder fan, I just like to say he's done a great job. And Mate, I think we're starting. He's
0: gotten. He's gotten hard done by. My God.
1: I think with the what the Thunder sounding like they're definitely moving towards a rebuild right now oh uh, absolutely i think with releasing donovan because donovan came out and made a statement that they want he said that he wants to win as a coach and he he wants to before, do this and this and this and it was all leading towards you know competing in the playoffs and stuff like that um, and they decided to go try and find someone a uh, better player development coach and not saying he was he was definitely a great coach for us I think they just want to lead into that rebuild years now and and really reform that team.
0: Well, what 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 you exactly said, right? He wants to be a winner. He he he's had a lot of time. He's he's done player development at its finest in Florida. He was a college coach, and as a college coach, you got to develop not not men. You got to develop you know young teens turning into men. So you got to mold them into men, how they treat themselves on and off the court. So he's done a lot of player development. But I think, as he said, he wants to win and the Thunder respect that. And for me, the Thunder are a class organization for letting him walk or mutually agree and say, you know what? This is our plan. If you want to do it and you want to sit maybe two, three years where we're not going to maybe make the playoffs, or we maybe maybe not going to be as good. He said, You know what? I respectfully decline that and they said no worries. And I love that. So for me I think the,
1: it all comes down to Sam Presty
0: Oh mate, he's he's a top five GM or president of basketball operations. I'm getting confused. I believe he's a, GM he's a GM in the NBA. And I I do like what the I do like what the funder are doing. We'll talk about the funder a bit more, but yes, I do like Billy Donovan for the pacers. Similar, nice, similar. Nice pick. Not a lot of people would pick him. No. Not a lot of people pick him. And it's well, good uh, funny enough,
1: as of Monday, we didn't really talk about coaching positions as, as pacers, but they haven't they hadn't yet released Billy Donovan, but I really do like that. That slot right there for him, he'd be... Yeah, I
0: think Billy Donovan will be a marquee coach... Signing, Yep, ...for any team. But we'll, we'll, we'll move on to the West in the first round. Go on, Lock. what do you just want to say?
1: Oh, no, no, keep going. Sorry.
0: Yep, first round, we're going to talk about the 1v8 seed, which was the Lakers Trailblazers. Now, that was a series that was good and fun to watch. Now, the Portland Trailblazers were maybe the form team, you could say, of the, of the yeah, bubble. The bubble. I think in the West, maybe because they have to fight to get in. Now that was a good, that was a great, a great thing to watch in the bubble. See a team that has everything to lose, play and play to win, and they need. It's like they needed it. It's like that. It was a drink of water. Well, Dame Dame came
1: out and said, "I'm not coming to the bubble not to." Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's win. like a it's like a drink of water when you know when you wake up in the night time and you're super thirsty. Or maybe after a big night, you've had a couple too many schooners. Yeah, you could say that, but you you know, after if you're really thirsty, you need that drink of water. That's what that that's what it was. That's what I thought, you know. So they really quenched their thirst. You could say, no.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it was also good to see a rejuvenated Melo.
0: Oh man, the respect that he, the disrespect, sorry, that he has been copying over the past year and a half. I hope that the people that gave him that disrespect message him on Instagram or something. And say sorry to that man because he caught some slack that was unwarranted. Just because he doesn't fit into organizations, the Thunder and Rockers doesn't mean he's a canter, Doesn't mean he can't play this, that. The man is a Hall of Famer. You got to put some respect on that boy's name. Top fifteen scorer of all time. Of all time, people don't people do not realize how good he is. He was turning it back in that series against against LeBron. He's one of play one of the only players in the world. That I've ever seen, go at LeBron and can take him one on one. So for me, one of the best stories coming out of the NBA this year was seeing Melo rejuvenated, coming out saying he wants to re-sign Portland. Portland have to re-sign him.
1: Yeah, necessity.
0: Great. That's their first thing they've got to do. Re-sign him. He's still Definitely. got a lot to prove and a lot of fuel left in the tank. Definitely.
1: I think it also helped um, Portland that use of Nurkic looked like he didn't miss a
0: beat. Man, that was one of the that was one of the bright spots because coming off an injury that gruesome i can't imagine how much rehab he would have had to have done for that now we've seen phil sorry phil uh, paul george come off that injury very similar i never watched that injury because when i heard gruesome compound fracture can't watch that that makes me makes me cringe makes me very nervous i hate that i hate that stuff but uh, yeah, no, it was great to see him come back, and especially with Whiteside coming off that bench, he proved that he can still play in this league too, and had a lot of good minutes to the Trailblazers in that series. But the Lakers are just too good.
1: Yeah, I think it hurt them that not having Bradley for sure.
0: Avery Bradley is one of the biggest but pieces I think on it that, also Lake, that Lakers team before the bubble happened.
1: Definitely, I think it also hurt them not having Rondo.
0: Yep,
1: we'll get to we'll get we'll 100%. talk we'll talk about Rondo more, but it definitely hurt. Them not having another experienced guard on the floor, yes, absolutely, and you know it definitely, it it definitely showed out there. But I think at the end of the day, the Lakers after that first game came out and decided, you know what, uh, th- yeah, they played well, and it definitely helped once Dame had done done that ankle, that yeah, and and, yeah, and it was CJ tough. with his uh, back,
0: yeah, he had a he had I don't know what it was specifically, but it was. A broken back. I don't know if what's vertebrae, spinal. Could be a split disc, maybe. Yeah, something like that. So that was tough. That's always gonna to be tough no matter how far they went in the playoffs. Yeah.
1: Well it was it was a good series to watch, definitely. Um, yeah,
0: one of the most entertaining series. Definitely. I'm gonna go on and, and say one of the one most off. entertaining one of. not the, but one of, yeah.
1: One of another one that you could put up there. I it's one of my favourite, definitely my favourite actually. The Dallas Mavericks game. Uh, Dallas it? Dallas Mavs. Versus the LA Clippers. Which was a 2v7. 2v7. Was an excellent series just because it had that old school feel about it. There was hard fouls. You know, there was altercations per se. Yeah, there absolutely. There was a lot of, I'm going to go at you. Yeah, there definitely things. was. And I like that. You know, you had, you had the grit and grind of the Clippers. I like that a lot. You, you had Doncic who didn't back down. Doncic did not back down. And I love that. KP, first two games, came out. Played excellent. I, I, it hurt them massively when he went out. And the play, that buzzer beater shot, that will be recognised over Paul George for a long time. Was one of the best buzzer beater shots I've seen. Just a, just Luca's step back is one of the most unguardable step backs in the league. Luka Doncic the league. is the
0: future of the NBA. I'm putting it out there right he now.
1: He is... Awesome to watch. He's the
0: future of the NBA. The NBA want Zion Williamson to be the future of the NBA. They want who was another player that's pretty big right now. I'm, I'm I'm having a mental blank right now. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Oh, that wasn't the one I was thinking of, but oh, Devin Giannis, Booker. Giannis. Giannis. Giannis is what I'm thinking about. the book as well. You know they could be the future. No, nah. it's going to be Luka Doncic. What they are, he are. They proved are his worth.
1: He's 21.
0: He's 21 years old. He's just and legal, legal he to drink in the, the U.S. beat the
1: Clippers twice. Twice. beat the
0: Clippers twice. But I think that if he had a full strength team, the Mavericks, not just having KP, Paul us, having Jalen Brunson,
1: now you can bring Ty, Trey Burke off the bench. And then you have Dewey, um, not, sorry, uh, Dwight Powell. Yes. And not he's having a very him. Very valuable. Trainer. Willie
0: Callistein could come off the bench. They could give. They could have given the Clippers, I thought, a seven-game series. Now, they went six games. They just ran out of juice, to be honest with you. They ran out of petrol. At the end of the day, coaches are going to
1: learn to guard Doncic well, and throw bodies at him.
0: Absolutely right. But even still, if Kawhi Leonard was having problems with Luka Doncic, you know you're offensive At the end threat. of the day... You know you're special. Sorry, you know if you're not offensive oh, 100%. Threat, you're special.
1: At the end of the day, the Clippers' job was to go out there and they knew Doncic would get his numbers. But they were just trying to limit them. They are not going to stop him.
0: No, absolutely not.
1: Right. You know, at, we are coaches, and we say this to when we play. Well, obviously, we, we, we coach at a different level. Yeah, we. Coach but the at same the community things level. get said. You know, when you're versing a good player, yes, he's going to get, yes, he or her are, are going to get their points. Yeah,
0: and at the end of the day, I don't know about you, Lock, but coaching at a junior level and coaching at an NBA level, it's very different. Much world class athletes, but what the coaches are saying this the way they say it and the way of the context it's said it makes it so much easier to listen and understand so the language of the way they speak i think is what the biggest difference they're saying the same things it's just how they can prove it and get it across to the players you see in the nba we can watch you know timeout on the bench before covid you can see greg Popovich in timeouts He's saying the same things a lot of coaches say across the world. Boys, we just need to be more competitive. But all he's saying is we need to be nasty. We need to get in this. We need to have a little bit of a little bit of aggressiveness. You know the way he puts it out there, I think is great. So that's we're getting a bit off track there with the coaching. But yeah, the way they coached Luca was the right way. You know, put bodies on him and hard foul him. I thought a couple of the fouls were a bit excessive, especially Marcus. End Morris. of the day,
1: Marcus Morris is another dog. He's just. Dog in a good way, like he's a he's a defensive mind. He's going to get in your skin. The get Clippers in your face. have a couple pit bulls on that team, and that he is just one of them. So they have
0: three of them, three of the biggest pit bulls, and Pat Bev, Marcus Morris, and Trez. But you know, it it was concerning for me to see the Clippers lose to the Mavericks and again two out of the four
1: six times. Everybody was talking about the Clips, and they're going to always be spotlighted because they're an LA team, and they had the two of the marquee. So one, the marquee signing of the free agency and a marquee trade. The biggest off- trade of the off-season, yeah. Free agency it's as probably well. probably
0: one of the biggest trades For a of while. all the time, but one of the biggest trades in the past five years.
1: Yes, definitely. So they're definitely in the spotlight. And to show that they're being beaten, their chemistry issues, I think, it, again, we, we talk about ball stopping. There's a lot of ball stoppers. And we talk about Rajan Rondo. If he was on this team, as we coming said, off the bench. Yeah,
0: as we said in the previous podcast, which we couldn't put up, We were saying you trade Reggie Jackson for Rajon Rondo, that would be a pretty good trade for both teams, but especially for the Clippers, because they would get a proven leader on the second unit who can lead them around the court. And I could, I could even see them starting him, bringing Pat Bev off the bench, finishing with Pat Bev. But you know, it's that's all hypothetical, of course. But yeah, as you said, a leader, Rondo's a leader. Rondo's probably the smartest player. I'll, I'll go on a limb. He, I reckon, is the second or the third smartest player in the NBA. The only people I think that are smarter than him might be LeBron or Chris Paul. That's the only two I can think right now off the top of my head. So he's a great mind of basketball. Probably will end up being a coach, possibly, in definitely, some sort of variety. Definitely. Could see him being a very good assistant, maybe leading to being a head coach. But yeah, as you said, they just we just the Clips the Clips just were too classy and the Mavs just ran out of juice especially yep. with KP going down definitely That's, it's tough to see but as I, I will say this and I'll go out on a limb the Mavericks will be a top four seed next season I think that 100% and I think if they can get one more scorer they will be like the Miami Heat next season
1: an underrated team
0: that just have players that can play and hoop
1: and that's right. That's all you need, really. Yeah, absolutely. At so of the day.
0: good to see, good to see the Mavericks push the Clippers to six games. But we're going to move on to the 3v6 seed, which was the... the Denver Nuggets. Yep, the Denver Nuggets Utah versus the Jazz. Jazz. The Jazz. You ended up
1: in a game seven, which we always love.
0: The best series of the first round, by far. By far. By far. I thought that the Jazz had it locked up 3-1. And I'm not just saying because they're 3-1, but... tore them apart and picked them apart pretty well.
1: Yeah, they, they just... The... the it didn't look like the Denver we know. And three up 3-1, three man, it was hard to watch. I was like, are they going to put any fight up? And then yeah, they came back, storming back, led by Jamal Murray. The excellent play of Jamal Murray. He came out and really made a name for himself. He's, he's proven that that top six, top seven pick he was, I believe he was a seven pick,
0: is warranted. right? And
1: don't forget, when he came into the league... He was he played shooting guard at Kentucky. Yeah, they played him at a two with Moody starting.
0: That's right. He's not a two. obviously as we know, he's not a two.
1: So and uh what's his name? what's the coach's name? Mike Malone. Mike Malone. One just, of the most underrated coaches in the league. Definitely, one of the best ones. Def and, and he moved into the one and it's been one of the best decisions they've done so far. And I think they came back and stormed back into points that I think it was great to watch Donovan and Jamal Murray go at it. They had some games where they just went unstoppable. Both of them. Both of them had 50-point the games
0: in that series.
1: Unstoppable. And it was just awesome to watch. And I think at the end of the... You know, when we talk about what series was the best to watch, it was by far this one. You know, and both teams play similar. Move the ball a lot. A lot of passing. Jokic, one of the smartest centres. Play smart, smartest Fast. Play smart, smart, selfish basketball, and yeah, like the old school Spurs. So, like when I talk old school, I mean 2012, 2013. You could even go back 2005. You could that, but Greg Popovich has always installed that, and coaches have tried to. You know, it's a copycat league, and a lot of a lot of people try to move that ball now. And Utah and Denver definitely are the two top teams I reckon who move the ball the best. Yes,
0: and apart from the, I'll say the Spurs or the Warriors back yeah, before they back, were injured. Yeah,
1: definitely, and I think you know. It was just good to watch, good basketball, and it was just yep. you know, gritty and players went at each other, and it was awesome.
0: If you, but and we wouldn't be talking about the Denver Nuggets if Mike Conley hits that game winning show at the end. You know that was in and out. I mean, how tough would that have been to that, see? Yeah, that's tough. The the biggest thing the outtake for me is the Jazz just were really shallow. When I say shallow, they were only playing seven players, eight players deep. So that that's gonna that's gonna prove vital because if two of your main players get two fouls in the first quarter you're stuck with them sitting on the bench and you're going to have to go deep into your rotations which you haven't done in three months because of this coronavirus it's going to prove problems and Denver was smart they were able to, to use that to their advantage because they played maybe nine to ten players and you think oh that's maybe only one or two extra players but that's giving players rest and giving them time to get back energized so I think that was a tough thing to see not having Bogdan Bogdanovich was very tough.
1: Yeah, it was tough for them not to have. It. He pulled out this season, so it definitely hurt having a scorer like him not turn up. Yeah,
0: that that was one of the most hard. That was one. Sorry, that was the hardest thing for the Jazz because he'll give you fifteen points a game, maybe more. That's a that's on the that's at the very least. So you know that having that player of a caliber of him is very tough to see, and maybe they could have gotten one more game after after being up three one.
1: Anyways, yeah. Uh, we're moving on to the last last playoff series.
0: For me, this was my favorite playoff series because...
1: Of the storyline? Or
0: Yes, but I just didn't want one of the teams to win, which was did. wrong. I mean, which was not the team I wanted. I wanted the Thunder to win against the Houston Rockets, the series we're talking about. I loved the way the Thunder played. They kind of played like a lesser version of the Heat. Team by committee, played very strong. I don't like Houston's style of offense. Not many people do. style of play. And it just got proved today that it doesn't work. You can't play small ball and not have a center because the Lakers beat them at their own game. They went small, beat them. So for me, that's the first series I want to talk about. It was really good to see Chris Paul be, I think, the second best player in that series. Now, in a perfect world you'd have Chris Paul and James Harden on the same team I'm trying to be facetious there they were on the same team last year and two years ago I, don't think, I didn't think you got that one did you uh, a bit slow here a bit slow here getting wee into the hours of the night no it was I think a dumb trade why would you trade Chris Paul a smarter player better fit for James Harden for Russell Westbrook who just wants stopper. who just wants to go out and run and shoot ridiculous shots sometimes am I saying he's a bad player no he's one of the best point guards ever but does he suit Houston's style of offense? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure.
1: He, he does, and he, like again. There's pros and cons with him. He he doesn't. He can't shoot. You know, he shoots too inconsistent for the Rockets' style of play. But yet, the speed matches what they want. Yeah, absolutely. So. But I think CP3 put a lot more respect on his name. He really worked hard in the off-season to get his body right. Man, he like, looks he, really fit, like real oh, fit. I, there was like I listened to a podcast where he just changed his diet yeah. completely. And he just really, really focused on his body and getting it healthy. Because he has been injury-prone in the playoffs for the last he's couple of years. He's been bumped up a bit, unfortunately. And, you know, it, when he's healthy, look what he can do. I yeah. think another... Lou Dort, hey? I, I don't know. We, we don't From know From
0: Montreal, Canada?
1: Yep. French drafted. Canada, sorry. Undrafted. No one gave him a chance.
0: One of the best storylines of the NBA.
1: No one gave him a chance, and the OKC Thunder picked him up early.
0: He was very emotional in his uh, press conference. Sorry, I just wanted to say that. He was very thankful for the Thunder, and I think the Thunder did a great job in picking, you know, talent that's undrafted that goes through the cracks. But go on.
1: Yeah, I think he he had had a 30-piece in his final Game 7 and almost won that game. It was just a block by Harden, surprisingly. And I think he... He's a big. He's a big three-man. Man. Strong. Woo, he's Strong. massive.
0: Very big. Very, very big in the and sense he, he, he's very. He
1: proved to be a good stopper. Once again, you're not going to stop Harden from scoring. No, you're not. But if you can have someone that's going to limit him and make it inefficient.
0: Yes. Inefficient. Maybe. Inefficient.
1: Yeah. Sorry, inefficient. Yep. If you can make it inefficient and you know limit him from scoring thirty and just make it maybe a twenty piece. Yeah. Then excellent. Great job. Yeah, absolutely. And he proved his worth. And and at the end of the day, like you said. When it comes to the press conference, he will hopefully. When he said in the press conference that OKC was the only team that gave him the shot into coming into the league,
0: I think he's got he's got he's got a team option, so he'll definitely. So hopefully
1: be there. that he comes back. You know he. It, what was the the percentage? Sorry for the OKC Thunder to make the playoffs.
0: Zero point two percent at the start of the season
1: by via, via ESPN too.
0: Yeah, and I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs to be brutally, to be totally awesome with you. I don't think you've We, no, we the both
1: had them out of our, out of our yeah, predictions. In,
0: in some of our previous podcasts that we had. But it's been, it's good to see that a team that has nothing to lose and everything to gain just go out and play. You know? Totally. It, I, I, to yeah. Do. Go on.
1: I think once Russell came back and after the first game jitters because he threw that turnover that lost him the game. Yeah. That uh, after that all happened, it just proved too much. He did have a good series in that game. Yes, he did. He he. After that bad game, first game back, he did come prove his worth, and it was it turned. They OKC didn't wasn't able to recover. You know they did force the game seven, yeah. but when you add someone like Russell back into it, it just makes it this tough. Is a bit to win. Too much. This is a bit too much class. A bit too much, and OKC did everything.
0: They they took Stephen Adams out of the, out of the series, which is. He's a big man he's as not, well. He's not he's not one of their main offensive scorers, but he proves to get offensive rebounds and he proves to play great defense. So you have a player like that off your court, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna put a hit, it's
1: gonna put a spatter in the works. Definitely. I think it was it was definitely great to watch. it was a definitely good first round. I'm about to get into the second round here, but the the first round was excellent to watch. There was a lot of star players standing out, and it was a lot of competitive basketball, which was good to see, especially with the new environment. And it was also good to see the parents and the and and some get some um, kids and children there yeah. supporting their their you know dads.
0: Yeah, supporting their their loved ones. Yeah, so, it was great to see. And I do hope that OKC do the right thing by Chris Paul and train him to a contender. I, I definitely. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he'll be there at the end of this at this season. Well, hopefully with which the, is which is completely fine. With that the, the firing
1: of do, Billy Donovan. will do it, yeah, the potential part in ways. Yes. Sorry that with the releasing, you'd think it would be on the cards that he'd be the next one to go. So.
0: But that, the, the best thing for OKC is I don't think the rebuild will be that long because they got a fucking stud. Sorry, shouldn't sword. they got a stud in Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who I think is going to be an all-star for many years in this league. I potential. love watching him play. He's smooth. He plays the right way. He's a very smart player. Player Clippers didn't really want to give up, and they've got seven first-round picks coming up. So if they just get one of those first-round picks right, I think they've got one piece in Shea, you get one right, you can get a two a two combination piece, which the league's going towards two big head, two big monsters on one team instead of, you know, a super team. So I think that they can really get a nice piece. They've still got players like Dennis Schroeder on the team who can still prove a lot of play a lot of value on this team, or you can use them as trade bait. So I think that this team's going to be a good team. And, I, I think they won't be out of the race for too long. I think they'll
1: be back in it. So
0: it's good to see. It's really good to see no, a team I'm, like I'm, that. I'm
1: not complaining at all. Thunder fan, and uh, yeah, if,
0: you, if, you, if you're a Thunder fan, you're not you're very happy with this season.
1: So yeah, no, definitely. Just to break it up before we get into the second round, we're just yes. going to quickly run through some awards. Yes, and we'll, we'll talk quite. We'll, we'll go through them, and we'll just quickly give you an overview of what we ha- what our thoughts are with the awards and, and the winners. I'll yep. start. Coach of the Year, uh, Salty uh, Nick Nurse. Thoughts.
0: Deserving, but was he the most deserving? That's my question. Who are like you
1: got it. it to? Sorry?
0: Oh Eric Spolstra from the Heat. Not a question. Now, the playoffs have proven a point, absolutely, but the Heat was sitting second for a long part of the Eastern Conference. Now, he's won two championships as a coach and still hasn't gotten the recognition he deserves. He should have been coach of the year when he got it with the Miami, when they were winning with the Miami Heat back in two thousand twelve and thirteen with LeBron. A lot of people just thought LeBron ran that ship. No. That's the best coach LeBron's ever had. Not even a question. Not a question. So, he, I thought he could have gotten it, but I'm not angry with Nick Nurse it. No. Because he's done a great job, as you say. You know what? All three coaches that were nominated... It wouldn't adding, have been... Adding Billy have, Donovan, Donovan in there. Wouldn't have been angry. Was it Bud? Bud, Mike Woodenholzer too? No, he
1: was last year. It was last year. Billy, Billy and Eric and...
0: No, Eric wasn't even in it. Oh, no.
1: Sorry. It, was it was
0: Bud. It was Billy... But, but again, he won it last year, and then they had the winner, Nick Nurse. So I wouldn't have given it to Budenholzer because he won it last year, I would and they have liked didn't to improve see, that much.
1: I personally would have liked to see Billy Donovan win just because... Yeah. And we're talking about regular season. Yeah. They weren't expected to make the playoffs, and If you got have them a 0.2% there,
0: of chance of making the playoffs, and you make the playoffs, that is a win. Agreed. That is the, one of the biggest wins ever. So for me... Not angry with Nick Nurse. Great coach. He's probably a top five coach in this league. Him, Spolstra, Popovich. I don't know. I don't even know the two-pit. Maybe you could say Steve Kerr, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he does without KD. Or, you know, it was, it'll was it be interesting to see what he does now with the new rebuild in Golden State. But yeah, one of, the, one of the best coaches in the league. So it was good to see. he he's, he's very deserving. But I just thought Eric Spolstra was more deserving.
1: Definitely. All right, moving on to the next award. Defensive player of the year, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, they got that one wrong too. I thought that should have been Anthony Davis. I agree. I think not just... Uh, we, we saw it in the bubble. He's defensive. The way he he said at the start of the year, he wants to win. He's going out to try to win this defensive player award. You know, he's not going out to win MVP. He wants to play hard on deep. Not many players come out and say, I want this award.
0: Giannis only won it because of his name and because he's a marquee player. And Avery Davis is a marketer player too, but Giannis is more marketable. Looks good for the NBA for him to win. I think it was wrong for him not to get it. So I reckon that Avery Avery Davis should get it. You know, great minds thinking alike in this lot because we actually watch the NBA. Giannis is a great defender, but if he wasn't so big and tall and he'd use his body, is he a great defender? That's my question.
1: You could say the same thing for AD though. But if he was smaller, he, he has those guard skills but AD has
0: always been a good defender in this league Yeah, when he, from the start. So that's what that's that's my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that... I definitely think he was robbed. Rudy Gobert would have... I wouldn't have been angry if Rudy Gobert got it again because he's still a great defender in this league. Yeah, and he proved his worth all year. Absolutely. So I think they got that one wrong, but that's my opinion. You know, a lot of people could think, no, Giannis is the best defender in the league right now. Yeah, but that's, that's my wrong. opinion.
1: People could have think Pat Beverly was. <laughs>
0: yeah, people... Yeah, people could off
1: yeah. Uh, Six man of the year, Montrez. Not angry with it, but I think it's wrong. I still
0: think that uh, if Lou Williams is still in the league, he should get it every year because he's just the best player off the bench every year. Now, I'm not angry Montrez Harrell got it. I like him a lot. I think he's a big piece to the to the Clippers. I think if you want to put the five best players on the Clippers on one court, Lou Williams, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, and Montrez Harrell. So he's a great player, but Lou Williams just provides you a bit more. If they're looking at me, the way I look at it is if I'm building a team, who do I want my sixth man to be? Who do I want my defensive player to be? Who do I want that to be? I look at those three. I take Lou Williams first. I'll take Trez second, and then I'll take Dennis Schroder third. But I still wouldn't have been angry if I of three of them Definitely. getting it.
1: I just think when you talk about production and someone, again, and I'm leaning towards the OKC side. If we're not going to give it to Lou Will, I think... And I love Montrez, but Dennis had a hell of a year. Yeah, and it's it's it, it,
0: it's it a flick of the coin of any of those three. I mean, it could be a three-way coin, a three-piece coin, but I don't care who got it. But if you're asking my opinion, I think Lou Williams could have got Definitely.
1: it. Definitely. All right. Rookie of the year, Jomarant.
0: Got that one right for sure. Definitely.
1: Got that one right. We all know that Zion was injured and didn't play enough games to get... And didn't play enough games to win that... Um, the award, sorry. If he played twenty more games, or sorry, fifteen to twenty more games. He would have been rookie year. rookie the year. He would have been rookie the year. I think more marketable for an NBA for him to be rookie once year. again more marketable. And I think NBA's a business, all right. Kendrick Nunn also did have a good year. Kendrick Nunn had a great year. Kendrick Nunn had a great year. Just Jarvan Rant had a had a awesome year. Kendrick Kendrick Nunn
0: in two, three years, four years time before, could have got rookie the year. You know, all three of these players could have got rookie of the year. So I, they definitely got it right because Jar played all the season, was healthy, and proved that I thought Memphis were going to be another 14, 15 seed. Got them to the ninth seed. So completely right for me. What did you think about
1: that one? Look, yeah, I Jar, when you talk about consistency, and consistency is key for these rookies. Yep. Jar performed all year. Don't get me wrong, Zion stepped on the floor and he didn't look like he missed a beat. Powerful. Even powerful. And he really showed his worth. But at the end of the day, Jar was doing it from the start of the season and, and, and Zion was injured. And that's facts. Kendrick once again had was a little bit inconsistent, had a really good start to the season, then sort of flatlined a little bit during the middle. Yeah absolutely. But Jar being the top pick he was, proved his worth and got the award and I think it was deserving. Definitely they got that one right. Yeah,
0: they definitely got that right. But well, f- ninety nine people of the voters got it right. One person got it wrong. <laughs> There's always one. One person got it wrong. There's, There's always, always one. one. There's always one person. And
1: we'll just we'll just quickly finish. And this award hasn't been announced yet, but we're just going to give a quick prediction on our MVP. Off you go, Sol.
0: I want to see LeBron get it, but I think they'll give it to Giannis.
1: I agree. I I I wish I, I wish we could debate about something, but at the end of the day, day it's LeBron. He just the things he's done this year for the Lakers... Like, you, you, I'll
0: ask you this question because I already know my answer. you got Giannis. you got LeBron. You're in a draft. Who are you drafting first? LeBron. So there's your question. There's your MVP. There's your question. Don't oversimplify this. Don't over-analyse this to the NBA. LeBron James is the best player on the best team today. Fact, facts.
1: Draymond Green was actually on the... inside the NBA the other day. Oh, man. He talks some straight facts. I don't care what a lot of people speak. He, he came out and garbage. he made a really good point about the MVP race that we're talking about Giannis and LeBron, Giannis, LeBron, Giannis, LeBron. And yeah, we do forget about Harden, but he made a massive point that it applies to LeBron. He goes, do we forget because we're used to yeah, what absolutely. James Harden is doing every year? Scoring above 30. Not easy to do in a league like we have.
0: I don't think I've ever scored 30 points in a game. <laughs>
1: Right. So, as you said, kick all. Yeah, but, uh, you know, like, do we forget? Do we just think we want, you know, we want something fresh, something new? And it is, like, Harden's performing every year and his stats were great this year and he's still led his team, led the league in scoring. LeBron, arguably doing, doing it for his career. Yeah, 100%. Almost every year he should have been in the MVP race.
0: Mate, I don't care what anyone says. LeBron James, to me... The second best player ever.
1: Damn right. we'll leave it on that note because that That's one what hasn't we'll been. In LeBron
0: should get it, but Giannis will get it. We'll That's what I say. That's we'll what I think.
1: Definitely agree. We'll move into the second round of the NBA playoffs, which yeah. have. Let's one... just start with the West because I want to talk about the Heat later. We'll into leave water. the Heat to last. We'll leave. Well, the yep. East is complete. East you is know, complete. East is complete. We'll start with the first series in the West that is complete. Yep. Was the Lakers versus Houston. Thank God that's complete. 4-1. Of, yep. Thank God that's were complete. Were you shocked at all? No.
0: Rockets can't play basketball. I'm sorry. Not without a big man. Coach Not Vogel, a big man.
1: after the first game they lost, made an excellent decision by throwing Markeith Morris in there. They said, look, we're going to play small. We're going to take the big man out. They said, yep, you can do that. We can just do that better. And you know what? They pushed their four man, AD to the five.
0: AD's a, AD's a machine AD
1: can play that position, and you know what? PJ, ha- PJ Tucker had a lucky Game 1. PJ Tucker's going to Cancun now, but yeah, sorry. He had a lucky Game 1. He's gone fishing. I'm oh, going fishing, baby. And with he- Chuck. i <laughs> fishing with Chuck. <laughs> he had a lucky Game 1. AD didn't really dominate in Game 1. Yeah, We've seen this. AD has games in the where he hasn't really dominated, but when he puts his foot on the pedal, there ain't no stopping him. And you know what? This was the series where he dominated. After game one, he he really proved his worth. Yep, he came out, was that big? He's seven foot tall. Yeah, seven foot tall. Lengthy, basically. lengthy as, and he, he can shoot the ball. Plays like you said. He grew up as a guard. Best He's got post, guard skill.
0: Is he the best post player in the NBA right now? It has to be. I I can't see anyone else being better. He's
1: than so him. He, yeah. He is so versatile on that floor and I helps that team. Can't see anyone else being better than and, him. His defensive presence. We talked about him not winning that defensive year of the war. His defensive presence in this series was massive. And shout out to LeBron James. Because that man... Best player in the world. Yep. Turn the clock back. Aww. When I say turn the clock, we're used to it. But again, he just came out. And it was his offense. He could sit back. But the game four... Yep. Game four. He came out. I'm pretty sure it was game four, maybe game three. He came out 29 points in the first half. I was game four, Game yeah. four. Second half, he had four blocks. Big blocks, too. Remember when he didn't used to play defense a couple of years? Now he's playing D now. It's changed he's now. He's in the he West.
0: Like, he has to play D. You know, he just... people. When you, when you say he turned the clock, I don't think there's a clock for him to turn back. No, he's Maybe, maybe, maybe. Going on a big limb. Could be, I, I... Is he in career best form?
1: You know what? We haven't seen the best of him.
0: I don't think... Oh, I think we have. Well, no, I just what, think no, it's no, so close. When I say that, sorry, best.
1: we haven't seen the best of him this year. Oh, no. He is he is cruising right now. No. And my problem is he's now in the Western Conference Finals and he hasn't had to put his foot down on a series yet. He's had someone like AD. When everyone criticizes the Lakers, they're going to need someone to step up. Bradley's not there. Rajon Rondo steps into this series.
0: Yeah, he, didn't he have 20, two 20-point 20 games, wasn't it?
1: yep and the first game he came back he was only supposed plus to, point game, he was only supposed to play 20 or so minutes he played like 25 26 25 and again that's a big thing because people really really strict in the NBA about minute restrictions oh, the
0: restrictions go out the window in the in the playoffs mate he's worth that's what I think they should be his yeah.
1: worth has proven in this series yeah absolutely he has. how important he was they missed him in the first game and you know what if he plays that if he plays in the Portland series, it could have been a sweep if he was in that form he is in now.
0: Yeah, absolutely it could have been. He and could it have helped should, them win I, that first game. And I would have loved to have seen that because, as I say, Houston's style of basketball, I don't
1: think is a sustainable way to win a championship. Coach Vogel found it. First game they let... They let Harden do a little bit too much what he wanted. They just let him dance on the top of the key. But then, you know and he what? he just ties his defenders out because of course it is. He adjusted. He, he adjusted looks like it he's, perfectly. He, he, he threw doubles at the road time. And if you watched, I've never seen such a motivated LeBron James LeBron James team defensively. The way they're moving together on that team, it was just a great series. They closed it out today with a big blowout. And mm. like like we said before, like he's in now in the Western Conference Finals. He's had a couple big games, but he hasn't had to put his foot down on game after game after game and tire himself out. Whoever comes out of this next series, the Clippers or the Nuggets, which will probably be the Clippers, he's going to be fresh and ready to go. That's that's what I
0: was just going to say.
1: Now, he's sitting, he's now in the gym working, but he's resting. That is... You get arrested, LeBron James, in the Western Conference Finals, watch out. And they're able to watch a lot of film now of the
0: Clippers... They see what's working for them and what's not. I just can't see any team beating the Lakers in seven games.
1: The way they were able to adjust against the Rockets really showed that they're going to be able to adjust against the Clippers. Clippers are more deep. Lakers are just better.
0: Well, you don't have to don't have have play in the world. You, in not, you can't. You physically in the NBA plus conference finals cannot play ten players. Do it's you...
1: tough going back to the Houston series, yes. LA series before we move on. Dan Tony gone or we'll stay?
0: I think his time's up. But Do you re-sign him? I wouldn't re-sign him. I'd trade Westbrook too. That's me. I'd trade Westbrook. The best player on their team not named James
1: Harden is PJ Tucker. Guarantee. he he showed his worth in this series. He it, again, guarding AD. He tried his butt off at playing center. He's
0: not a center. Mate, he's a perfect four man, right? Perfect four. Kind of like Jake Crowder in that sense. Really good at his role, knows what he's doing. Has the best shoe game in the NBA too. I just want to add that. He's got some nuts shoes, man. Shoes we've never seen before. Oh, bro, it's, it's outrageous. He's in his own PE a Kobe. I mean, that's, that is crazy talk. But yeah, no, he's, he's really elevated his role. In the in the in the league because he was bouncing around for a bit, and now found a home in Houston. And for me, you, he's he's untouchable, just like James Harden. Definitely. But yeah, I just did. I wanted to shout out B.J. Tucker because he was playing really good. Robert Covington was playing really good. You know
1: what? He got played out of position for the rest of the so the, the, after the All Star the trade deadline. Sorry. Yeah. Then he also got played out of position at the start of the bubble. Then he had to go against Stephen Adams in this first round of the series, and then. To go against one of the best players in our league, who's seven foot tall, that's tough. He did a good job though. He he he's Great all job. work. His work ethic is unteachable. Yeah, that's
0: it's coach's dream to have a player like that.
1: But you know, unfortunately, I do think we might see a, a coaching change in the Houston. And I think maybe it's time. We've we've been yeah, three be years now with the same coach, and I think four. Maybe four. Yeah, yeah, four years, but no, no, no real success.
0: No real success, but yeah. I, I could see him maybe being one more year, but as we know, Moore is very cutthroat and he'll just do whatever it takes to win. So it'll be interesting to see. But Lakers in five, just like Shannon Sharp said.
1: That's right. Moving on. The last the, one. The this last series. In the West. In the West. That is still continue, uh, actually still in progress, sorry. Yep. The Clippers and the Nuggets. Surprisingly, I didn't think the Clippers would win lose another game.
0: I didn't think they were going I thought this was going on four a lot of
1: people thought it was going forward Nuggets were able to steal the game too yep and which, would
0: they, which is great for them it was a
1: great response then they and got then, the, then they got know,
0: killed in the fourth game last game, game sorry down fourth game.
1: Down, big, back, game down big come back win the game do I think the Clippers win
0: Clippers the next will,
1: game Clippers will make the right adjustments Clippers make the right adjustments they're not going to be down big again nah. and give up that lead nah. well if they are there's trouble problems in LA in, in and Clippers. you know what Unless the Nuggets come out firing on all cylinders next game, yep, which they're going to have to because it's a it's win. Or they need home. a
0: fast start. They come can't they hit, They just
1: can't come back every game. It's so taxing. The reason the Nuggets won. This is my thoughts once again. The reason the Nuggets won last game because of the play of Paul Millsap. Thirteen points in the third quarter. Charles Barkley, the
0: goat of NBA talk, said it said it the right way. Paul Millsap made the Nuggets win.
1: He was just the key, the key player. And if they want to win another game, it comes through him.
0: Has to. And it's funny people say, "Oh, Paul Millsap, you got Jokic, you got Murray, you got all these pieces." Paul Millsap's the only player that's had, I think, three All Stars on that team. Millsap, you has had two, but Paul Millsap is their leader. I think. So if for him to get going, that's what that's that's the key to winning. That's the key to winning. Well, for
1: that. definitely be interesting. Kawhi and PG. It's good to see them playing well together, actually, and and at the same don't time, they not just
0: 20-something games together, really.
1: And not at, usually we're used to Kawhi performing, and how how good is Kawhi being this playoffs? Kawhi is the second best player in the league. The efficiency he plays out. Kawhi's second best player in the league right now. That's healthy. He gets it done, and he don't miss. He doesn't miss. When doesn't he miss. shoots, it looks like he's pumped. He, he's the ball. No, it doesn't he's, look like it is. You're right. His hands are like so far around the ball when he releases it. It's
0: it's just a weird picture to see. His middle finger literally blocked Jamal Murray.
1: Ooh, that's and, a strong man.
0: You know, your middle finger and his middle finger is probably bigger than other people's yeah, hands. He would, yeah,
1: he's probably you sticking know. it right up, right up at Jamal Murray, saying, "Cop that."
0: Yeah, he could be doing that, couldn't he? Yeah. in alternate universe he might have been, but no. Yeah, he's he's yeah, you got me off topic there, but yeah, no, he really has been performing
1: at an MVP level, finals MVP level. And it was good. PG, finally, once again. PG had a tough first couple games against the Clips. Uh, so the Mavs, sorry. And the bubble is not for everyone.
0: No, it's not. It's not for Daniel House. Sorry, just wanted to put <laughs> that out there.
1: Yeah, he had, he had a little bit too much extracurricular activity. Yeah. You could say. But PG was struggling with the fact that he's away from his wife. As well,
0: I love that he talked up and spoke up about. You know, it's important that these
1: players talk about that as well. They can't just expect that everything's perfect. Just people shut up. You don't know what the bubble's like if you've never lived in one. We don't know what the NBA
0: is like, but we're talking about it, right? So if you don't know what the bubble's like, keep your opinion to yourself. The men were struggling mentally. How many people are going to really come out and say, "I need help mentally"? Credit to him, man. Credit to him. I I I, I love seeing that. Yeah, and game.
1: it's good to see him actually playing well. And I, I I've always been a big good P, a big PG fan. Yeah, I and love him. He's a great player, a great person. He's I playing think. well, and it's good to see. So prediction next game.
0: Yep, Clips. done. I think Clips will make the right adjustments, and if they can just stop that pick and roll with Murray and Jokic at the top of the key, I think that yeah they're done. Look but bad. before we go, one of my one of our mates said this. He said. Jokic is one of the fittest, unfittest blokes I've ever met. God looks like he's running on a treadmill out there. Mate, he looks like he's going nowhere, but he just gets there, man. Shout out to Jokic, brother. The Pepsi drinking machine. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to put that in no, there.
1: No, I, I couldn't agree more. I don't see this going game seven. That's definitely going to be put away next game, and we're going to see a LA, LA. Credits and the for getting six games. Credits and Nuggets. Like You're that. right. You're not wrong. Well, best, we'll move best, over best, to... best team name in the NBA. We'll move over to the East. And well, before we get to your favorite, yeah, let's we'll... get
0: let's get this buck let's get this uh, bu- uh this Toronto Celtics talk out of the way. Sorry, because I just want to talk about the heat. I know you do.
1: So we'll get on to it.
0: Celtics wraps. Wanted the raps to win because I love the Raptors because I love some of their players. Kyle Lowry's a gun. Fred Van Vliet's one of the best players pound for pound and height in the NBA ever. I'll put that out there. But Pascal Siakam didn't show up, and for me they did not have enough scoring on that team I thought that they were going to win I thought if Pasco has one big game they win the series he didn't really have any good games in this series which is
1: tough it's tough to watch and I couldn't agree I, I think the Boston's defense and the and the way they went young they put Robin Williams Time Lord as you call Time him Time Lord man he's a baller when he went on he changed that series very early on men run men are fast and he just Serge and Saul couldn't, keep up, couldn't keep up with them and you know that and Gasol getting old; they're aging. Yeah, they're getting old, man. They're getting and
0: old. Gasol Gasol's look like a playing You put a younger center out. who's
1: more athletic gets up and oh, the game was it game seven? Yeah, game seven or was it game six? six game six. Game six. had the big funder. Game six, and Robert Williams gets two or three consecutive offensive rebounds. He's just so young and athletic. He's he's hustling. I thought we were man. talking about the big donkey. No, no, no. I've seen that big donkey. That was monster that was baby. That was that was Kodak moment. Definitely, definitely good play to watch. And, he's de- and Daniel Tice, how about his play? He's been playing like
0: Slim Shady. No, I'm joking. He's been playing really good, actually. For a guy that's been undrafted, come up through the ranks, starting in the playoffs, not an easy feat to do. He kind of, for me, took over the role of Aaron Baines. I think that that was one of the biggest losses that the Celtics had. After Kyrie, Aaron Baines is a massive loss because he does the dirty work. Plays hard. He does one of the things that doesn't doesn't come up in a stat sheet. Sets great screens. Great screens. Get your players all open. All
1: Aussies known for great screens. Well, all
0: Aussies are just smart players in general. But you know they, he's just a he's just a he's just a workhorse. So I, I think they really missed him. Good to see Daniel Tice kind of taking that role in, and Time Lord really playing well. Just before we go, Ennis Kanta looks like he's probably time in Boston's done after this because Time Lord stepped up. He's been the better player, and he's. Just, I think, the better fit. I
1: think, just to, you know, finish, sum up the series. Yeah. Marcus Smart. Excellent. Second best player on the Celtics right now. One of the best defensive teams. So, defensive players in the if he league. Just,
0: if he just stopped flopping, so many more people would recognize how good of a player he is.
1: He is. And his he's, he's shots start to come through. Yeah. He Jason three Tatum. Jalen Brown. two games. Two of the series. Jason Jalen Brown had one tough game in this series, but Jason Tatum. Oh, sorry. Yeah,
0: no. Marcus Smart's the third best player. Jalen Brown's the second best player yeah. in that team.
1: But I have to say, the first se- in the first round when they versed the Nets, we really saw the young core stick out. Yep. And we, when I mean like that, you know, first or second year, maybe third year players like Jalen Brown and Jaylen Jason Tatum, Tatum and Marcus Smart. But this round, Kemba. He really, really proved his worth. He didn't really... He, he, he got his numbers in the first round. But he really proved him, you know, hit some big shots in this round, second round. Who
0: do you think is more? Who do you think is a better fit for the Celtics, Kemba or Marcus Smart?
1: Well, Mark, they're two different positions, but I think Marcus Smart really embraces that grit and grind.
0: I think Marcus Smart's the better fit for that team. I, think, I think Kemba Walker is a better fit for the Celtics.
1: They needed that than point Kyrie guard.
0: was. Than Kyrie was because yeah. he does provide scoring,
1: but not even that. He's 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 willing to give the ball up. He doesn't
0: care. He just wants to win. And
1: he's that's got, what we love to see. Grunt, we love players grunt. who want to win. He just
0: wants to win. And you he know
1: got... what? It's it's refreshing to talk about the East and have two new teams in this well, Eastern yeah, Conference uh, well, final. Toronto
0: won the comp last year, but they're a new team. They're a different team about Kawhi. Definitely. If they had Kawhi... Different situation. They'd be winning the East, but, you know... But, you know what? Time's changed. Props to the Celtics, and it's no, good they, to see them they, in, they back made, in the Eastern Conference Finals. They made the right choices. They made the right communications and offense and defense and they made the right substitutions when you needed it. You know, Grant Williams, I want to talk about, he had a nice little series too, you know. Missed those two free plays but played good defense. So, really good to see young players at the Celtics stepping up. It's going
1: to get your popcorn ready because it's going to be good.
0: But... Let's move it on. I want to talk about the best team in the East. I want to talk about Miami Heat and the biggest flops in the NBA. Milwaukee Bucks. Now, the Miami Heat... For me, just showed you that Giannis Antetokounmpo, or Giannis, I'll just say, is not of a great basketball player as you think. Now, going to be a two-time MVP, but can he really play basketball? That's the question. I'm going to ask you: Look, can he play basketball? Is he skilled as a basketball player, or does he just use his athleticism, height,
1: and his his gifts? Look, he definitely uses his gifts because he was born with them. And is there a bit of skill? There is definitely a bit of skill, but probably not as much as people talk about.
0: Thank you. So you've proven my point, right? Miami Heat, they were able to see what he's not good at, which is shooting. Made him a shooter. Can't shoot. Bear Matter Bio said this in previous podcasts. One of the best defenders against Giannis showed his worth as a player. He is going to be an all-star for many years in this league. Love the way he plays. Love that he can play both ends of the floor. But Milwaukee Bucks need to trade to get a second piece because Chris Middleton isn't that. Look, had a good series stat-wise, but if you just watch basketball,
1: he's not the second piece. He can be a third piece.
0: I think he'd be the best, one of the better third pieces in the league.
1: If you go, for example, if you want to get a trade... You get CP3.
0: But you know what? Who are you going to give up for? It? That's tough. You're going to give up Brook Lopez for CP3? No, Thunder won't want him. No. There has to be, it'll have to be a three-team trade if they're going to get CP3. Yeah. And I think it would I'd, ha, like, I'd have I would, to I, imagine. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind seeing him because I think he's a better... I think he's a good second piece. I wouldn't will take m- a lot of pressure off honest. Oh, definitely. you got to trade Bloodzo, but terrible contract and he hasn't been playing good.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think you'd probably see maybe Dante DiVincenzo maybe head off.
0: He's a good piece, yeah. He's I a good piece. I yeah. think if the Thunder, it's a piece you don't to... want to give up. But if you're the Thunder, that's the one that's piece the you'll one take. Piece you want. The one piece I need him. I don't want him. I need him, which is good to see. Return, yeah,
1: definitely. Well, definitely, like we said, we talked about it. Miami, that grit and grind. I love, I love teams that just get down in your grill and want to play and they want to win. We talk about, we did talk about this on our podcast that didn't get released. Jimmy's Mamba mentality. He is probably, at the moment, obviously, the only, only only, one, I'd have to say, that has that killer mentality. He's going to go at you until he wins. Three teams in the
0: NBA made one of, some of the dumbest decisions they ever did. Traded Jimmy Butler. Bulls. Wolves. He, he walked out of sixes, but technically a trade. He is, today, the best shooting guard in the NBA. Don't even think it's a question.
1: Was he a small forward? Or shooting, he plays two both positions. Whatever he is, he's I the best s-
0: at it. I would say he's a two. I'd say Duncan's, more of a two. I'd say Duncan's a three, but they, he, they he play might position. Defend, he you know, might defend the better wing.
1: The the heat play positionless basketball.
0: You know, so I, if I put a position, on two. Paul George maybe right now a two man a two because they play him as a wing. But I think he's just right now on another level and as you know a basketball what? player, the best to, we've ever seen him
1: to back that up with Jimmy the role players around him arguably probably one of the most important Goran Dragic has been playing well too been coming back from the fountain of youth he's
0: been healthy which he hasn't been healthy for a long time people forget he was an all-star in the league hard to do if you ask me being an all-star he was at a point 24 in the 24 best players in the world so for me he's having a fountain of youth he's really playing well he's putting Kendrick Nunn out of minutes who was a rookie of the year finalist that's right? tough. That's tough, right? They have the six-seven version of JJ Redick, if you ask me, who plays defense in Duncan Robinson. Top five shooter, I reckon, in the league right now. He can really shoot. Like, people don't think he can, like, shoot. He, can he shoot only shoots three-pointers in the, in the game. And if he's making 50% of shots, that is a disaster for opposition teams to defend.
1: Jimmy loves playing with guys that want to win, and that roster is built with guys. The Jay Crowder that- playing the best basketball of his career. Shooting, shooting at, we, at the best say. clip of his career shooting,
0: shooting like I don't even know who's a foreman that used to shoot a lot I don't I, I, I'm not going to put know, I'm, he, not gonna, I'm not going to put a name out there because I don't want to get shooting, it wrong
1: and he's shooting big shots too he's not afraid to shoot those big shots
0: it's a very effortless shot too yeah it's very, very nice effortless watch, actually the the acquisition of him was massive I think they got the, I think the Grizzlies really stuffed up there and not, let, not keeping him because so I thought he played really good for the Grizzlies too but in saying that it's invaluable to experience him himself and are giving this team they just needed a little bit more experience they really wanted to trade for Dionilo at the trade deadline if people don't remember
1: that yeah I remember
0: probably a good thing that they didn't because mate he's really motoring right now and I think that he's going to probably be the the end the end goal for the Heat he might be a the, a play, a player you run a play for, you know, be a decoy, you know. So I, I really love him. The last player I want to talk about, who's going to be an all-star in, I think, three years. I'll put a poll prediction out there. Tall Hero, I love watching him play. He's got, he's got so much confidence for a young kid, man. He just wants it. He wants it bad.
1: It's good to watch, though.
0: He wants he's it bad. He's been
1: mentored by one of the baddest mofos in the league.
0: Bro, he is so nice to watch. He... He just plays like he's been in the league for three, four years. Jimmy coming out, he's like, he plays like he's a 31-year-old. Like, he just, he wants it. He needs it in his life, you know? He needs to be that player. He is so, so smooth, man. Like, he shot, maybe not technically the nicest shot, but it's still a clean shot. Shoots it at a great clip, and people don't realise he can actually put the ball on the floor and facilitate. You know, that's a really big thing with shooting guards. You know, I... (laughs) This Eastern Conference Finals, I think, is going to be pretty tough for the Celtics.
1: You know, We'll put a preview on that. I think but
0: the, the Heat going to win in five. I think they're just going to kill them.
1: I just think the depth that the Heat have will outmatch what the Boston have.
0: And, mate, another guy we're not talking about, Kelly Olenek, shooting the clip of his career. Looks like he's in such game fitness we've never seen before. Looks so slim, so ready and focused... Do not know what they do in Miami. Don't know. Would love to know. Because, mate, they... they. I didn't thought they were going to be a 7-8 seed this year from the start of the season. Just looking at the team, not knowing a lot of their players, mate, proved me wrong. And I think they proved the league wrong. They're going to be in the finals this year.
1: Heat back, baby.
0: The Heat are back. And I think the Heat are going to be back for a long time.
1: That's good to see.
0: Oh, mate. it's It's fantastic to see. Oh. Jimmy Butler is... Oh, man. He's my favorite
1: player in the NBA right now. I love his mentality. Love it. I'll, I'll go out and say if they don't get game five, they'll go game six. But yeah. it's definitely the heat that are coming out of that series. Oh,
0: it's definitely the heat. The Celtics, I don't think are done, but I think they're going to be so physically drained from playing seven games against the Raptors who are very great for a very good ball club. It's going to be hard to see. And I just really like... I don't like the heat. Sorry, I love the heat. I love the heat. We can tell, salty. I love them, man. They're so good to watch. I just love whatever they're brewing down there. I love it. But... ah. Uh, that's going to be today's episode. I really appreciate lot coming in again and doing this second version of it. It was, I thought, one of the best best uh, podcasts we've done because we're just talking about so much in general. I like I like talking about different teams. So I, f- I hope that the the viewers out there that are listening to this really enjoy it. And just make sure to like, share, subscribe to our Instagram page. And we're also on Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public Apple Podcasts, and all that good stuff. So thanks, guys, and appreciate it. Have a great night.